All right, once again, back to the Maximum Hoops podcast. I am your host, Michael Maxey, and uh, the free agency is off and running. Uh, pretty much almost everyone's roster has been pretty much filled already. So it's uh, a lot of interesting moves happen out there. Uh, so with this episode, I'm going to give you my off-season grades, and I'm going to take into account to a little bit of the draft, but mostly it's going to be free agency moves and trades that go into my factoring. And unlike my draft grades, I'm going to be a little bit more bullish and a little bit more um, harder on uh, some teams. So with that said, my Bang Energy drink, it just got popped. I'm going to take a sip. It's going to be kind of a lengthy episode, I believe. And let me take a sip. We can get going. All right, let's get to it. I'm going to do it the same way we did our um, our uh, draft uh, grades. I'm going to go by division. So I'm going to start with the Atlantic division. So we're going to start with the Boston Celtics. So interesting Boston Celtics. Apparently, they uh, so obviously they had a free agent in Gordon Hayward. He decided that he wanted out. He opted out of his uh, $34 million option. Uh, thought it was kind of odd he'd opt out. I didn't expect him to, but that's because he had a uh, deal lined up, it looks like. So um, the Celtics did not were not able to secure a sign and trade for him. I mean, there's rumors going around that he wanted to go to Indiana, and Indiana had, you know, Miles Turner and, and possibly Doug McDermott on the table for him. Uh, and the Celtics, of course, got greedy. So if that's true, that's just – uh, you know, I'm not. I don't know if that's true or not, so I'm not gonna let that affect my grade. But that was just downright. I mean, they basically got him. I lost him for 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 basically nothing. So, um, with that said, uh, they lost him. Um, they lost Enos Cantor, who kind of fell out of favor, anyways, as their backup center. Um, they did add Tristan Thompson, who I believe is an upgrade at center, especially defensively. He is offensively um, challenged. Um, if it's not a lob dunk, uh, he's got that little move inside that that's kind of garbage. But uh, not an offensive guy. But the Celtics don't need any offense. So adding adding um, Tristan Thompson is uh, actually I think a pretty good move. Um, they needed to shore up the back here, back uh, back a point guard job spot. They did. They got Jeff Teague. Uh, really like that that move. Uh, and now obviously you know I like their draft with grabbing Neesmith, who's the best shooter in the draft, and Peyton Pritchard, who's another good shooter in the draft. So, all in all, I gave them a B. Uh, I probably, if they, could, if they could flip Gordon Hayward into uh, Miles Turner, uh, but at the same time, they might have viewed Miles Turner's $18 million a year as something that they didn't want, and they, they the, the, the loss of Gordon Hayward was able to free him up some money to make the signing for Tristan Thompson. So I'm not going to be as hard on the Celtics as I probably could have. They did not um, improve that much. I, you know, I mean, Gordon Hayward's a nice player. Uh, I'm not the biggest Gordon Hayward fan. So uh, I think this is a Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum-led team with, with Kemba kind of like running it. So, uh, yeah, um, not going to give not going to give too much, uh, you know, not going to be on them too much for not um, not bringing back Gordon Hayward or or anything in a sign trade. So I gave them a B with uh, their moves. Um, I know a lot of people do not like the fact that they didn't get anything for Gordon Hayward. You know, uh, if you think about it, they kind of did. They got Tristan Thompson. 
and you know, and and, and um, Jeff Teague, uh, they were able to get those guys because of Gord Hayward coming off the book. So I gave them a B. Um, so we're moving on to the Brooklyn Nets. The Pro- I, so the Brooklyn Nets, I, I was cra- okay. I'm not big on giving Joe Harris four four years, seventy five million. So I, I, I'm going to be right. On, I'm going to be right there with that. That that I don't like. I like the moves of Jeff Green. I like the move of getting Landry Shamit. Um, I know there's talk of possibly a, a James Harden trade. I'm not factoring that in because I, I don't know if that's true or not. So, uh, you know, there's a lot of speculation. You know, a lot of these things are just, you know, they're talk. They're not actually possibilities. So, but that said, I, I don't know what to what to really expect um, with those rumors. So I'm not even going to factor them in. I gave them a B. It's probably closer to a B plus. I liked I like the move of Landry Shamit. Uh, he's not really a contributor, uh, um, a facilitator as much as I would like. He he plays off the ball a lot, but it, it, I mean, there's a good chance that Karis LeVert, now with Joe Harris signing for big money, won't be moving to the bench where he can just uh, be the man. I mean, we saw him in the bubble, and uh, I really loved Karis LeVert in the bubble. I'm a little disappointed that they did just make Karis LeVert part of their big three and instead signed Joe Harris to a four-year. Um, 75 million. If they didn't sign Joe Harris, I I might have even given them a higher grade. That's just a lot of money. I mean, shooting is definitely a premium, and, and I get that, but I'm not. I think everything that they put into making Karis LeVert into a potential star, they've ruined by bringing back Joe Harris. Um, and now they got Landry Schmidt. Schmidt. So uh, you, you might see a lot of Landry Schmidt and Karis LeVert together because Karis LeVert is a big guard can play the one, two, possibly the three. So I think that's a, you know, I, 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 okay, I'm trying not to, I like their moves. I, I, let's be crazy. I don't like necessarily like the signing of Joe Harris. Um, I would have let him go to Toronto or somewhere else. But yeah, so I gave them a B. Just simply, they they probably would have been an A if they did not sign um, Joe Harris. That's how much I don't like the signing. So, but um, anyways, uh, let's go on to the New York Knicks. So I'm not sure exactly what the New York Knicks are doing. I'm a little disappointed they did not um, address their point guard position. I have a feeling they were going to address their point guard position in the draft, and then when Obi Toppin fell to them, they were not expecting it, so they decided to alter course. Uh, did not really have a backup plan because they really liked Obi Toppin. Um, I think Julius Randle is not going to be with the team much longer. I think they're going to look to deal him. Uh, a team like Houston could be uh, interesting uh, as they're starting to maybe go back to big, you know. Um, they did bring in Nerlis Noel to be the backup point, uh, backup center behind Mitchell Robinson. And, and, and Mitchell Robinson is still young growing, so that's, uh, that's some insurance. They made a trade. With the New York, uh, with the Minnesota Timberwolves, and, and acquired Omari Spellman uh, and Jacob Evans. So I mean, they added a little bit of depth. Um, they brought in Bruce Brown, who came from the Knicks. Uh, oh, I'm sorry, Brooklyn did. Never mind. Uh, they brought in Emmanuel quickly as uh, possibly becoming the backup point guard. I still don't know what they're going to do with Dennis Smith Jr. My guess is they're going to try to deal him. Fortunately, there's not much of a market for him. He still has rookie deal. I would not be surprised if they cut him. Um, yeah, obviously they got Obi Toppin, who is just basically he's going to be probably 
the understudy to Julius Randle. I fully expect Julius Randle in the last year of his uh, contract um, to be a buyout candidate if they cannot trade him. Um, uh, you know, at the trade deadline, I expect him to be a buyout candidate. Obi Toppin will definitely be slated to eventually move into that starting power forward position. Um, I gave them a C simply because they have not addressed the point guard position. They really haven't addressed the second wing position. I'm not. I'm. I'm, I'm not feeling it. I mean, right now they have a um, they have a projected starting lineup of Alfred Payton, who they resigned, R.J. Barrett. I mean, are they running it back with Kevin Knox? I mean. Kevin Knox right now, Julius Randle, Mitchell Robinson. That might be your starting lineup. I mean, obviously, they could bring in Reggie Bullock, play the three. Um, they did sign Austin Rivers and Alec Burks. So if you want to move R.J. Barrett to the three, you can do that because you got Burks and Rivers who are capable of playing the two next to Peyton. Um, I'm a little confused by their, um, by their roster right now. So that is one reason why I've decided to um, give them a C. It's... Uh, yeah, I'm not. I mean, I believe, there's more moves coming for the Knicks. Um, might even be before the season starts. Um, but as of right now, I, 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 I can just merit my uh, my grade on what they've done so far. And they, they kind of lackluster. They don't have a point guard. They don't have really a second wing to go with R.J. Barrett. And they didn't find a taker, even though I'm a big Julius Randle fan. Um, I don't think he's necessarily a good fit for the Knicks. Uh, so they didn't find a, a home for him. So, you know, I mean, they did a lot of wheeling and dealing. Obviously, Frank Nielakina is still there. Uh, they didn't get out, they didn't get out from under him. Um, yeah, I mean, they made some moves, just not moves that I think really improved them. Um, you know, I mean, they're definitely going to be in the running next year for uh, a top five pick. So, all right, let's move on. I got the Philadelphia 76ers. If you listen to um, the draft podcast, I was so high on the Sixers uh, to what they did at on draft night, and now that includes the trades they made. Um, okay, so they made trades with. Okay, so the, Danny Green was dealt to Oklahoma City. They they then were able to acquire uh, Danny Green. They acquired. Tony Bradley in a trade from the Pistons. They acquired Terrence Ferguson in that same trade with uh, with Danny Green. Then they made a trade with uh, um, Dallas to acquire Seth Curry, getting more shooting around Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid, which is, I think, ultra important because you don't want Joel Embiid out there being a spacer. You want Joel Embiid being a guy who can crash, who can get down low, who's there underneath the rim for offensive rebounds and whatnot. So, it's very important that they got shooters. They got Danny Green. They got Terrence Ferguson, both shooting, um, you know, from the outside. Terrence Ferguson is still a project. He's still a guy that I think can play in this league. Um, and then let's go. And then we can't forget their draft. Tyrese Maxey and Isaiah Joe. So they got a defensive-minded guard who looks like he could play. I mean, he's improved his three-point shot. That's what all indications are, but he also looks like he could um, he could possibly, you know, play with Ben Simmons, you know, if he could add, add you know, maybe a 5% to his three-point percentage, maybe in the 35, 36 range, I think that um, you could play with Ben Simmons, you know, have him at guarding your point guards, and, and he's a little bit of a disruptor on defense, really like it. Obviously, they were able to deal Al Horford, that's a 
huge deal. That's how they were able to get Danny Green and Terrence Ferguson and, uh, you know, whatever they, you know, whatever they were able to do. I mean, so I really like it. Um, I gave them an A. Their uh, their draft and then their free agency and trades, um, they they did get rid of uh, uh, Josh Richardson. Uh, but uh, Josh Richardson was quite a uh, – even though I think he's a better player than Seth Curry, he's not a better shooter. And being able to surround Embiid and Simmons with shooting is way more important than another guy who who creates shots for himself and uh, can't really play off of either one as well. He did, look, he did look like he was fitting in very good. He was a little bit lackluster at times. I mean, he came from a Miami team that let him have the ball in his hands where it, in, in Philadelphia – that's just not how they roll. So, but that's how I feel that um, that uh, the Sixers really did, had a good offseason. Seven, uh, seven, the Boston Celtics are going to have a battle for that Atlantic division. It's going to be so fun to watch. So, yes, I have them coming in with an A. And if you know, I gave them an A plus plus on um, on uh, their. Um, under draft, so okay, we're gonna go to the Toronto Raptors, and this is where I might get some static. Okay, so they lost Marcus Hall and Serge Ibaka at, at, at the center spot, and replaced them with Aaron Baines and Alex Lent. Are you freaking kidding me? Uh, defensively, they just—I mean, ugh, ugh. But then I'm not the biggest Fred Van Vliet fan. That that is, uh, I mean, I have not, you know, been shy about it. I'm not the biggest Fred Van Vliet fan. Um, I think that he's eventually going to replace Kyle Lowry. Right now, they're still running that two point guard uh, starting lineup. Not the biggest fan of, um, not the biggest fan of it at all. So, not, I'm not a big fan of it. So, if you haven't noticed, I'm not a big fan of it. But anyway, so they signed him for four years, $75 million, I believe. Oh, I mean, it's not as – I mean, wait, no. He was more than that. I think he was like – he averaged like 22 a year or something. But anyways, that's probably about what we thought he was going to make. Um, not uh, – I don't think they're – I mean, I know that they're trying to make a run for Giannis. I don't think that signing is going to help him in that. Giannis Hunt, um, I could be wrong, but I do not believe that it will. But anyways, so I gave them a D. Uh, they're not better right now. They're the third best team in the in the uh, Atlantic Division, behind the Celtics and behind the um, and behind the, uh, the Sixers. So uh, that's not going to change. I, I don't see that um, becoming better. I mean. Is there a chance they could deal Kyle Lowry maybe and get maybe a, a two-guard that could complement Fred Van Vliet and you can move him over back over to the point? Possibly. But, yeah, I just not, I'm not really a big fan of what the Raptors have done, you know. Um, they also got DeAndre Bembry, who's a wing. Um, yeah, he might make the rotation. Uh, I did like their pick of Malachi Flynn that t- kind of tells me that that Lowry's uh, numbered days in, in Toronto are probably numbered. So, um, yeah, I, I'm just not a big fan of it. I gave them 
a big old fat D and not worried about it one bit. So, so that's the Atlantic Division. I told you this could be a freaking long uh, one. And I was going to do rotations too, but with everything in flux, everything moving, I decided I will do a whole podcast of rotations. That is, I love rotations. Um, so anyways, let's move to the Central Division where I was a little bit hard on the Bulls. Uh, a friend of mine called me out on it. Um, you know, it, 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 yeah, I might have been a little bit. I'm not the biggest Patrick Williams fan. Um, I gave them a C for their off season because they they lost Chris Dunn. Not a big deal. Um, they put they, they so they basically replaced him with Garrett Temple. Garrett Temple can play anywhere from the one through the three. Uh, he's done it at, at multiple stops. Um, Patrick Williams is probably a rotation player. Not going to probably be a starter anytime soon. Um, I gave them a C. Now, don't really think they're um, don't really think they're a big time uh, franchise, um, you know, or a, uh, improve their franchise much. So, yeah, I, I I'm not um, I'm not really uh, that impressed with what the Bulls have done, and they still got a freaking adjust their point guard spot. I am not not at all impressed with Tomas Sanaransky. He is a career backup, and they made him a starter. I really think they should have drafted a point guard. Uh, there were many of them in this draft they could have done, and yet they didn't take any of them. They took Patrick Williams, which I understand Patrick Williams is a freak athlete and all that all that jive, but not getting a point guard. Um, I love Kobe White. I'm not sure he's a, uh, I'm not sure he's a point guard I want running my team. Love him, but I love him in the role that they used him in last year, and that is as a uh, combo guard off the bench, just gunslinging. Gunslinging. I would do that in a heartbeat. That is the, he is, the, in my opinion, he's the best thing the Bulls got going for him right now. Laurie took a couple steps back. Um, Wendell Carter's always hurt. You know, if Kobe White can keep, you know, I mean, maybe he becomes their starting point guard and, and, and then it's all moot, you know, but um, yeah, I, I gave them a C. I'm sure I'm going to hear some more shit about it. Uh, uh, as I live in Bulls country. So, but I gave them a C. Obviously, I would have loved to have seen them make a deal. Um, but they did not. So, uh, I mean, obviously, this, this, with the shortened offseason, it could still happen. So, all right, let's move on to the Cleveland Cavaliers. Loved their draft. Isaac Okora, loved it. Um, everything else, not so much. I gave them a C. They re-signed Matthew Della Vadova as insurance at the point guard position. They made a trade with the Lakers, JaVale McPhee, to get him over there. He will be your backup center to Andre Drummond. Um, they did get a second-round pick for him. They, uh, they, they signed Damian Dotson, who's a, 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 he's an okay uh, guard, two guard. Um, they lost Tristan Thompson, which we all knew he was going someplace. Um, a he was going to the Lakers. He ended up going to Boston. Um, I gave him a C. It, it, it just because I, their offseason to me is ho hum. I mean, I, they're counting way too much on two young point guards in their backcourt. I mean, Colin Sexton is a scorer. Darius Garland is more of a true point guard. I, I think they could have tried to get. There's a lot of teams that are point guard needy, and I think they could have tried to maybe make a deal uh, and, 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 and dealt Sexton away. Um, 
So I guess they're going to run it back with uh, the two point guards. So, I mean, that, I mean, that's what they want to do. That's fine. I'm just not the big, biggest fan of that. Uh, would love to, would love to have seen them got a bigger guard. And obviously they got uh, problems with Kevin Porter Jr. Um, he had a little bit of uh, legal problems, firearms or some shit, uh, pot maybe. I don't remember exactly, but yeah, he's in a little bit of trouble. Um, I actually thought that maybe they could move him to the starting lineup and move Colin Sexton maybe to the bench and kind of be in that Kobe White type of uh, player that uh, Kobe White was last year for the Bulls. Um, but now you can't even count on uh, Kevin Porter, you know. Um, and as far as Akora, I expect him to start off the bench and eventually get his way into that starting lineup. So I gave them a C. So, all right, we're going to move on to the Detroit Pistons. So the Detroit Pistons get my hardest grade. I gave them a flat-out F. Here's why. For one, their, their new general manager, Troy Weaver, it's just like it's almost like he's playing around. He he made so many trades. He acquired uh, Dwayne Dedman. Um, he, he he at one point I counted. He had six centers on his team, zero shooting guards, one wing. You know, one total wing. Not not really sure what that's about. I love their draft of grabbing Killian Hayes. I loved it. Uh, Derrick Rose would probably be your starter, or you could start Killian Hayes. Derrick Rose is not able to give you really a lot of minutes at this point in uh, in his career with his injuries, and Killian Hayes can be brought along slowly and eventually become a starter. I love that. I think that is a smart move. Um, but everything else Troy Weaver did was just garbage. I mean, they did get Shadik Bay in a trade that um, was a three, three-team trade, which eventually sent Luke Kennard out of town. Um, and I like Luke Kennard. I was kind of hoping that they would use him as one of their wing spots. Um, so basically, Derek Rose, who doesn't want to move um, as of right now because of um, he, he just likes it and he the ball's in his hands a lot for a guy who's been battling injuries and is not as explosive as he used to be. Um, and Blake Griffin, Blake Griffin is basically on an island. Um, and then what do they do to help him? They signed Jeremy Grant for three years, sixty some million dollars. Okay. I love Jeremy Grant as a fifth option in Denver, not as a second option in Detroit. You know, and supposedly the money was uh, offered, the same money was offered from Denver, but he chose Detroit for a bigger offensive role. Yeah, buddy, you're not going to want this bigger offensive role in Detroit because Blake uh, is not getting double teamed. You know, Blake Griffin's still a good player. Blake Griffin's not getting double teamed. You're not going to be open. Uh, he's not going to be causing ha- – uh, I mean, Rose is not going to be causing havoc like Jamal Murray was. Jokic is not passing uh, the ball out of the, the center. Um, you know, uh, it's gonna, life's going to be a little bit tough. Um, the good news is it's only three years, not the end of the world. Um, but, yeah, I, I – I understand why Jeremy Grant wanted to go to Detroit. I really do, and I don't fault him at all. Um, but, yeah, he's not a second option on any team, let alone the Pistons. And then, um, you know, um, they they signed DeLon Wright, who, as of right now, will be the starting two guard because they don't have anyone else. They traded for Zaire Smith, and I was like, oh, my God. 
this is a good opportunity for Zaire Smith to maybe resurrect himself. Now there's word that they might cut him. So I don't know what the hell is going on there. Uh, you have all kinds of time. You're not going to win this year. You're going to be in the cage cutting hamsticks, uh, sweepstakes for the number one pick. So why not try to, you know, I don't know, do something with Zaire Smith. That's what I would do. Uh, but no. And then let's get to their center position. A big need. A really big need. Well, what do they do? They signed Mason Plumley and Jalil Okafer. So they at one time they had six centers. They cut Dwayne Dedman. They're going to stretch him. Um, Tony Bradley, they ended up dealing him to to uh, Philadelphia for Zaire Smith. Um, they, I don't know what the hell is going on. They, they drafted Isaiah Stewart. So, I mean, screw... Uh, I would start Isaiah Stewart with the with the stupid. I mean, and not only that, they gave Mason Plumley what like twenty seven million dollars. Are you freaking kidding me? I hate everything Detroit did except for their draft. But I would, dude, I contemplate not giving them an F. But I'm like, screw it, Detroit Weaver. You're making moves to make moves, and none of them make sense. You are uh, weak at the wing position. Um, it, it don't make sense. It, it, none of this makes sense what they've done. So I gave them a big old fat F. So I got to move on because my blood's starting to boil because I am agitated with what they have done. So anyways, let's move on to the Indiana Pacers. So the Indiana Pacers, um, they didn't really do much. I gave them a C because they didn't really do much. They re-signed Justin Holiday. They acquired Jalen Leck. I don't from whatever team he was at Phoenix once, and he was at Oklahoma City once. So they acquired Jalen Leck. They re-signed Jakar Sampson. Didn't really do anything. Uh, there was talk they were involved in the Gordon Hayward. Um, they were trying to get out of Miles Turner's contract um, because Miles Turner and Demonis bonus not really a perfect match in the front court. You could move T.J. Warren up, and they could have slotted Hayward in at the three. That would have been really, really nice. It sounded like they were going to offer the same kind of money Charlotte did or close to it. Um, but, eh, they did okay. Eh, they did okay. Uh, that's about all I can say. Not, nothing special. They are status quo. They're succeeding in the East. Maybe as good as before. That's about it, depending on Oladipo. Well, I'm not the biggest fan of Oladipo, although he has been playing really good. So, anyways, uh, I gave them a C. So, we're going to the Milwaukee Bucks. I gave the Milwaukee Bucks an A. And yes, they acquired Drew Holiday. That is one real big reason why. Um, I don't give a, a shit what happened with the Bogdan, the Bogdanovich deal, the, the sign-and-trade that couldn't be a sign-and-trade because free agency hadn't opened yet. Um, I don't think that it was a um, legit uh, trade. I don't. I don't think. Um, I, I think there were, there were parameters. I think it got leaked. Yeah, I, I'm not 100% sure that um, that was 100% going to happen. Um, it makes the Bucks look like they got egg on their face. Yes, maybe a little bit. However, I thought they recovered nicely. So in the Drew Holiday trade, they got rid of. Um, Eric Bledsoe, George Hill. Such 
they were very unhappy with with uh, with uh, both Bledsoe and uh, or well with Bledsoe and Hill had to be thrown in, which he was rerouted. Um, so it's it's the trade improved the Bucks big time. Um, everyone assumed that they were going to have Bogdanovich uh, on their roster as well. However, he did not. Uh, that trade is uh, obviously did not happen. But I think they um, they recovered well with uh, signing Tory Craig, who is a defensive wing, and um, they were also able to sign Brent Forbes, who is a, uh, a small shooting guard, really um, small and um, can come off the bench. It's just you know, just a big time scorer. So. Welcome back to the off-season grades for the Maximum Hoops podcast. I'm your host, Michael Maxey, and uh, nothing I love more than doing is giving grades out. And uh, we're going to go now to the Southeast Division, where possibly the biggest mover and shaker uh, as far as signings is the Atlanta Hawks. Um, I gave them a B plus. I mean, they're borderlining on an A. <laughs> they got Bogdan Bogdanovich signed to an offer sheet. I'm assuming he's going to be on the Hawks roster. They signed Danilo Gallinari. <coughs> Rajon Rondo coming in as a backup. Chris Dunn as more um, defensive uh, a guard um, with their lineup. Uh, they uh, signed Solomon Hill, who's a, another forward that they can add into their rotation. They drafted Onyeki Okwanahu, who uh, once he recovers from his foot, figures to be the backup center to Clint Capella. Just a lot of a lot of money that they had. Uh, they might have signed Rondo for a little bit too much. I think it was two years, $15 million. It might be just a touch more than, than I would give him. Uh, they signed in Chris Dunn. Uh, Dunn's going to play uh, probably some two. The only problem I see with this is is possibly uh, Kevin Porter, who I really uh, thought was coming along nicely, possibly being phased out of the rotation because you're going to have Bogdanovich as your starting two guard. Possibly Chris Dunn as your defensive guy off the bench. Um, right now, the only problem I have with is their bench doesn't seem to have much scoring. If, if you're going to have Rondo and Dunn, um, I guess DeAndre Hunter, maybe. Um, Kevin Horder, maybe. Cam Reddish, if he can get his shit together. So I gave him a B because I really like this signing. Uh, I think, uh, or no, I like their offseason. I like the signing of Bogdanovich and Gallinari. Uh, they might be moving Gallinari to three to kind of um, help out because he's not really a big man. Um, so it, it, there's a lot of uh, a lot of reasons to be excited if you're a Hawks fan. Uh, they obviously put themselves into the catbird seat to possibly be um, you know challenging for a uh, you know a seven or eight spot in the um, Eastern Conference. You know, obviously you got Trey Young there who, who who figures to improve. John Collins who's looking for a big payday. You know, it's going to be interesting to see how the rotation runs. I'll probably, maybe next week, I think I'm going to do a, a whole podcast on, on teams' rotations. So, um, it, it, it's, um, it, it's, it's fun to finally see the Hawks maybe on the up, on the upswing. So, um, they did lose Jeff Teague, but obviously they recovered. They replaced him with Rajon Rondo, Chris Dunn. Dunn's not really much of a point guard, per se. But uh, he can guard one through three, and you're going to see him guard one through three, I think, possibly um, on the second unit. You know, maybe they'll bring him in if they need a defensive stop or something like that. Chris Dunn could be a specialty there. I think that's a really good signing. Um, 
I really like uh, what they did. So I gave them a B plus. So moving on, we're going to move on to the Charlotte Hornets, who possibly may have lucked into the top draft pick and possibly surprisingly took one of the biggest free agents off the board. So I gave them a B plus as well. The only reason they're, they're not an A in my book is because of the money they gave Gordon Hayward. They gave Gordon Hayward a $30 million a year, and Gordon Hayward is not a $30 million a year player. Um, he's going to probably be the go-to guy now. Uh, I, I like So Devontae Graham uh, had a breakout season last year. Now, I don't know how they're going to do it. They might play him and uh, their top draft pick, who they fell into, LaMelo Ball, possibly together. Um, I almost think I would put Devontae Graham on the bench so he could be a, uh, a gunslinging, a gunslinging uh, scorer off the bench. That's almost what that's almost what I would do if I was uh, possibly the um, if I was possibly the um, you know the Hornets. Um, I think they still gotta find a taker. And they gotta they gotta do something with um, Terry Rozier. Terry Rozier is making nineteen million dollars a year and sucks. I'm just being honest. I I, I didn't like that when they Davis swapped Kemba out with them. Uh, not a not a very it's not a very a good trade if you if you will um, that they made last offseason. So I think they recovered nicely. Uh, getting Gordon Hayward, uh, he's a nice player. Not a superstar. I think they need to still build their team around Lamelo Ball. I think Lamelo Ball has all the talent in the world to be a star in this league. I think the Hornets got better. I really do. I, I think they could be challenging the Hawks and some of these other teams in the Eastern Conference for a uh, a playoff spot. So, really, um, I really like what they did here. So, um, I got this the Charlotte Hornets coming in at a B plus, which. Much better than an offseason last year, so I'm very happy with that. So the Miami Heat, uh, they've had an interesting couple months. They made a run, upset the Milwaukee Bucks, the mighty Milwaukee Bucks in the, in the playoffs, upset the mighty Boston Celtics in the playoffs. Jimmy Butler carried them as far as he could to six games. He took the Lakers uh, well outmatched, and um, they and they improved. They, I don't know how they did it, but they approved. The loss of Jay Crowder is going to hurt. It's going to hurt immensely, especially because you can put him at, at, at I mean, he can guard threes and fours, um, and you can start him, and he's a big-time bruiser. Um, they re-signed, or they signed Mo Harkless to kind of uh, possibly take his place. He's not as physical as Jay Crowder. I don't know if he is going to be as uh, good of a, a player as Jay Crowder was for Miami, but, I mean, at least they can they can um, uh, use him at, 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 at the four spot. Um, they signed Avery Bradley. Avery Bradley is going to be a good player coming off the bench for them. He's going to be able to possibly be the backup point guard. Um, not really at offense. I, you know what? They, they put the ball in Tyler Hero's hands a lot um, in the bubble and in the playoffs. And I would not be surprised if Tyler Hero does a lot of ball handling with the second unit next year, um, as well as, as his normal shooting and spotting up. But Avery Bradley, uh, you know, can, can play a little bit of point, uh, but he can definitely defend points. Uh, offensively, he's not really a point guard, but he, he does well defending point guards. So that's um, 
that's a definite upgrade. Um, obviously, they re-signed Goran Dragic. Goran Dragic, uh, you know, he's a main reason. <clears throat> the, the He put them in, uh, themselves in a position to be where they were. Obviously, his injury, it hurt them. I don't think they were beating the Lakers even with uh, Goran Dragic. Um, but, anyways, uh, re-signing him was, um, was their top priority, and they were able to do it. Um, so, they, um, they also drafted <coughs> Precious Achawa. He is a guy who, um, who's hopefully going to be able to provide some minutes as a four. Um, I mean, they had a pretty good success with Tyler Hero last year um, as a rookie coming off, um, coming off the, you know, the bench. I'm thinking that they're hoping that they can get the same thing with Achua. Um, he's a good rebounder. Does a lot of things real well. Would love to see him get some minutes in the rotation. Now this is all going to depend because uh, you know it's in the short off season, and then you got Kelly Olynyk and and uh, Miles Leonard resigned. So um, there, there's a lot of bigs that he needs to battle minutes through. But uh, I like that. So I gave the Miami Heat an A. Um, I definitely think they're better. They're going to miss Jay Crowder, no doubt about it. They're definitely going to miss Jay Crowder. But uh, I, I think that um, they could possibly be a better team. So Now, the Orlando Magic, I gave them a C. Uh, reason being, I love their draft. I love Cole Anthony falling to them. I thought Cole Anthony was a steal. Cole Anthony is going to be a stud on their second unit. A uh, flat-out stud. So I really like, I really like that. Uh, they re-signed uh, Michael Carter-Williams. I really hope that uh, Cole Anthony is the backup point guard, not Michael Carter-Williams. Because I'll say that Michael Carter-Williams is rookie year. He's been garbage. Um, he's a tall point guard who can't do anything else but play point guard. And, and he doesn't even do that very well. So I'm not very happy with Orlando not doing anything. I would have liked to see them make a trade. They did sign Dwayne Bacon. But when the Charlotte Hornets don't want you, um, that, that kind of tells you something. So Dwayne Bacon signs there. They signed Gary Clark. These guys are uh, big, physical. Uh, yeah, I mean, they're they're basically wings. Um, uh, I'm just not happy with it. They lost DJ Augustine. Obviously, the Cole Anthony uh, uh, selection was pretty much the precursor to him being escorted out. He will be in Milwaukee, so that was a, that was a good uh, pick by the Bucks. But um, not very, not very happy with them. I gave him a C. It, it, it just it's. Eh. It's just eh to me. It's eh. I, I I don't really I don't really get what Orlando's doing. I never get what Orlando's doing. They they drive me absolutely bonkers with with their their moves they make. Uh, Cole Anthony was a good one, but I, they make some trades. I would have loved to see them try to get rid of Aaron Gordon, who who just needs to change the scenery. And 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 I I don't I don't like the fit in Orlando. They got Jonathan Isaac waiting in the wings whenever he returns from his injury. Man, it's just. I'm not sure what's going on there. So, but anyways, thank you, Bang Energy, for the Cherry Blade Lemonade, um, keeping me fueled um, while I do my podcast. So, we're going to go down to the Washington Wizards. So, it seems like the Washington Wizards are a mess. It seems like John Wall is asked for a trade. It seems like Bradley Beal's not happy. It seems like um, you know everyone's not happy. Um, I gave him a B. In their offseason. I love their draft pick of Denny Avia. I really do. I think he's got a chance to play the three to four off the bench. 
give you good minutes. Uh, I think his development is going to be quicker than most uh, expect. I, I think this is a good pick. I think um, I think that 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 was a smart decision. They resigned Davis Bertans, who um, hey man, if you can shoot, you're gonna get paid. Five years, eighty million. That's how much you're gonna get paid if you can shoot. So young kids, definitely shoot, and it's really helpful if you're six foot ten and can shoot. So Davis Bertans, um, I, I I fully expect Rui Hachimura possibly to move down to the three. Uh, I think that you got um, a guy who could space the floor, and Rui can space the mid range if that makes sense, because he's not really a, a stretch him out, but he is, he's a good face up shooter from from mid range. I think he's going to excel. If he can guard threes, he's going to uh, get a lot of run. So Berton size. An underrated move was signing Robin Lopez. Robin Lopez, uh, he played pretty good behind his brother in Milwaukee. Um, I, fi I figure he's going to be the starting center in Washington with uh, Thomas Bryant, who played actually pretty good last year as the backup. Um, they did sign Raul Nato. Um, they got Cassius Winston in the draft. A lot of, um, I mean, they got point guards, you know, to back up John Wall. So I'm... Uh, I gave him a B. I think it's above average what they did. I think adding Lopez was really good. I think uh, getting depth at the point guard was really good because you don't know what John Wall's status is going to be. Uh, they had to sign Bertans. They really did. Um, five years, $80 million is probably more than I'd want to give him. But that, I mean, I'm not surprised if, if that makes sense. So I, I, I would not have given him that much money. But... I am not surprised he got that much money. So that, that's how um, I see the South, um, the Southeast Division. Let's go to the Southwest Division, where the Dallas Mavericks made interesting moves. So they dealt Seth Curry, landed Josh Richardson. It, it, on paper, that looks like a slam dunk, and it is. Um, actually, it's a win for both teams because uh, they could. The playmaking and defensive ability and uh, scoring ability of Josh Richardson to add to Luka and Kristaps will, I think, be better than Seth Curry's spacing, shooting, uh, how, you know, and whatnot. Um, they, they're going to miss Seth Curry shooting, but Luka's become a pretty good shooter. Um, Tim Hardaway Jr. has become a pretty good shooter. Streaky, but, but, but at times can be pretty good. Um, they also signed Willie Colley Stein for depth at the at the big position, center position. They drafted Josh Green. Josh Green, if he can defend on the NBA level, this is this is a slam dunk. He is a shooting guard that can space the floor. I think he's going to get some run. I really do. Uh, I would not be surprised if he's like the first wing off the bench. They also signed Tyrell Terry. Um, they brought back J.J. Barea. Um, so they are set at point guard. Um, and I don't know what position Luke is playing. You know, I don't know. He, he, he basically runs the offense. He's basically the point guard, but they don't call him the point guard. I mean, I, I don't know what's going on with with his actual position. Uh, I don't like the whole positionless title. Um, but Luca Luca does a lot of things. He, he plays point guard for them. He spots up. He shoots. Um, he slashes. He's basically a one through three. That's that's how I, I view uh, Luka Doncic. So 
I, I gave them a B. I like their moves. They're they're going to be a better team, I believe. I don't think they're going to. Be, I do not think they're going to challenge a team like um, like the Lakers or the Clippers or even the Portland Trailblazers or the Denver Nuggets. But uh, if Luca improves, I mean, I could be wrong. So, but yes, I gave them a B. So now we're going to go to the Houston Rockets, and this is a freaking team in disarray. I wanted to give them an F. Oh, I wanted to give them an F. I couldn't do it just because I gave the Pistons an F. And I gave the Rockets a D minus. Um, they lost Austin Rivers. Yeah, okay, whatever. They, I think they're deciding to go to more traditional lineup. They signed DeMarcus Cousins. They had a, they signed Christian Wood to a, to a big deal. Um, I, I, the way they play, I'm assuming that you're starting and backup center. I would almost, uh, I mean, P.J. Tucker's there. I would almost play Christian Wood as a four, uh, his natural position. It's hard to tell what the what the Rockets' plan is for those two guys. I actually like the Wood signing. I don't know if I like it $41 million worth. Um, it's only three years, so it's not terrible. Uh, just the Marcus Cousins deal. But they had opportunities to... Russell Westbrook and James Harden do not fit together at all. James Harden and Eric Gordon fit together very well. So I would have loved to have seen them to see them uh, trade Russell Westbrook to the Knicks to Dallas to someplace other than Houston. Get him out of there. Let James Harden run the ball. Let uh, or uh, run the floor, run the court with uh, Eric Gletz or Eric uh, Gordon to one wing. You know they traded. Uh, their first round draft, they acquired, it's weird, so they traded Trevor Reese to Portland and he ended up in Oklahoma City, but they basically, their only draft pick was Kenny Martin Jr. I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't bad. They just didn't do shit to, to improve, and it's just, it's frustrating. It is really frustrating. I'm not the biggest, oh, James Harden's a point guard, but guess what? That's what he does on that team. Let him play. Russell Westbrook is pretty much useless off the ball. Off the ball. He doesn't score. He's, he cuts and slashes. But if you can't get him on the cut, he's freaking useless. They need to deal him someplace. I don't believe James Harden's getting traded to Brooklyn one bit. I, I called BS on it when I, when I first heard the report. There's just a lot of movie parts. Yeah, Karis LeVert could be on his way. You know, they could wait till obviously they could wait till Joe Harris is, is, is trade eligible. You know, but I, I don't, I don't, I don't buy it at, at all. Not at all that he's that he's going to be traded, and or he's going to be traded to um, Brooklyn. I don't buy any of that. So I gave him a D minus. I hate what they've done. I think they needed to nip this in the bud. Players are unhappy. Um, not not sure what they're doing. It looks like they're going away from small ball, maybe. Um, but we'll see. So I gave them a D minus, and obviously, it, 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 they could do something, you know. We'll see. So I got the Memphis Grizzlies coming in at a B. Um, they added Mario Hosonia. Yeah. Yeah. They re-signed Anthony Melton, who's become a nice rotation player. But I like the drafting of Desmond Bain. I gave them a B because pretty much when they're drafting Desmond Bain, they added. They didn't really lose anybody. Jaron Jackson Jr., obviously, I don't know when he's going to be back. 
I really wish they would have traded Kyle Anderson, got something for him. Uh, there, there's probably not a market for him. So standing pat, I gave him a B. It's probably closer to a B minus, but I gave them a B. So that's that's what I saw. Okay, moving on. The New Orleans Hornets. I gave them a B plus. Um, Drew Holiday is a good player. They got a lot for Drew Holiday. I really like how, all the the picks they got from the Bucks for Drew Holiday. I really do. Um, they're not in rebuild. They are not in rebuild. They are in like almost like a retooling. They believe with Zion Williamson, they can um, be a playoff team. So here's the problem: Lonzo Ball. Lonzo Ball is he's the wild card. So either they're going to deal him, or they're going to let him run his office. They just acquired Eric Bledsoe. They sound pretty content at letting Eric Bledsoe stay there. So is Eric Bledsoe going to back up Lonzo, or is Lonzo going to back up Eric Bledsoe? Can they play together? Not likely. So there's going to have to be something. If you're trying to trade Lonzo, you're going to need to give him minutes. Um, that's going to piss off Eric Bledsoe, who's been getting minutes for the last several years now. Um, there's just a lot of uneasiness in um, New Orleans at the point guard position. Um, they uh, they acquired Stephen Adams. I love that pick. Uh, I love that uh, that they were able to acquire Stephen Adams. They're going to have a Stephen Adams, Zion Williamson backcourt or uh, frontcourt. I love it. You know they're going to have Alonzo slash Eric Bledsoe with JJ Reddick slash Josh Hart backcourt. Um, yeah, and, 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 and they're going to sign Brian and Ingram um, probably before, right before the season. And um, that's going to – it's going to be the Zion and, and um, Brandon Ingram team with maybe, maybe Lonzo Ball. So I gave them a B plus. So um, we're going to move on to our last team in the um, Southwest Division, San Antonio Spurs. I gave them a D. Is that a little hard on them? Probably. But uh, DeMar DeRozan is still on their roster. Yeah, they need to get rid of him. You have a young roster. A young freaking roster. And DeMar DeRozan just doesn't fit. I like the Devin Vassell and Trey Jones coming through for the draft. Other than that, I don't like any of it. I hate all of it. I hate everything about what they're doing this offseason. They resigned Jacob Poitel. Ugh, who gives a shit? You know, they, Demar Rosen are not, so they're just loaded at, at the wing and 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 guard position. So basically, two, th the two and three spots they're just loaded, and and, and I don't like it at all. It's 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 <laughs> they're gonna have a long season. They really are. I mean, they're gonna probably make a trade sometime during the season. Demar Rosen opted into that contract because no one's giving him a contract, not like that. So I mean, that was smart by him. But uh, anyways, I. I, I gave them a D. Not not a big fan of what they did. Would love to have seen them deal to Rosen and improve. Maybe even deal to Lamarcus Aldridge and improve. So, with that said, we're going to come back and hit the final two of our offseason uh, grades, and um, and uh, we'll uh, finish this up uh, when we come back. Okay, we're back doing our offseason grades thus far. It's been a quick offseason, so that's why our grades are coming out so quick. Uh, Mike, Michael Maxey, the Maximum Hoops Podcast, all things NBA and NBA related. So um, it's been a little bit a long-winded um, 
podcast. Um, got me a little cherry blade lemonade bang energy drink to uh, help me get through this. Um, so we're going to start with the last two divisions. Let me take a little sip. Mm. Last two divisions are the Northwest and the Pacific. So let's start with the Northwest and the Denver Nuggets. I gave the Denver Nuggets a C, and it's primarily because I don't feel like they upgrade. They lost Jeremy Grant to the Pistons. Apparently they were offering the same amount of money, $20, million, 20 million a year. Uh, he wanted a larger role, so they lost him. They did bring Paul Millsap back in what I thought was a surprising move. But they only got him for $10 million on a one-year contract. That is, that's actually pretty freaking good. Um, I don't really think they upgraded. Uh, they brought in uh, point guard Facundo Composo. And, I mean, he's, he's nothing more than really a third-string point guard at this point. He might be able to break into the rotation if they can, uh, you know, utilize him or, or, or what. They brought in Isaiah Hartenstein. Um, yeah, that does nothing for me. Um, yeah, he was pretty good in the G League, but he's been in the, in the NBA. I love the draft of RJ Hampton, um, but he's going to take a, he's going to take a little bit of time to uh, get going. So um, I, I, I do believe that maybe down the line that they deal Gary Harris, but um, we'll see if that we'll see if that comes to fruition. So I just gave him a C. It was okay. So. All right, let's go to the Minnesota Timberwolves. The Minnesota Timberwolves added Ricky Rubio, Ed Davis, drafted Anthony Edwards, and re-signed Malik Beasley for a four-year, $60 million deal. That uh, goes to $15 million a year. Not, um, not, not a ton of money. Not, I mean, it doesn't – but here's the problem I have is they're just so guard-heavy. And, and, and Anthony Edwards being the number one pick, you're going to probably want to start him. Uh, I would have, I, I would have loved to see them maybe a sign and trade. They could have maybe got a, a power forward, so they don't have to start Juan Hernan Gomez or, or 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 any one of these yahoos they got. Um, I'm giving them a, a a B plus on their on their off season because they got. I love what they did with Ricky Rubio. I love uh, they uh, took Anthony Edwards. He's going to be a stud. Malik Beasley is a good player. Um, they return, brought him back. I, like I said, I would have liked to seen him sign and trade. Ed Davis comes in. He's now your backup center. So, I mean, they made some good moves. But I'm going to be honest with you, it was nothing to write home about. Uh, I mean, the Beasley sign was nothing really to write home about. But I, I like the fact that Ricky Rubio could come in. He could play with D'Angelo Russell. He can come off the bench as your backup point guard. Uh, I really like, I, I like everything about that. I just think they're really guard heavy right now. Um, I would have liked to have seen them maybe thin out their guards, um, possibly uh, either Delk, Jared Culver, or uh, Malik Beasley and um, in a sign and trade. So, with that said, let's move on uh, to the Oklahoma City Thunder. Dude, they are just freaking stockpiling draft picks. I'm giving them an A minus, probably because I don't know what the roster is going to look like by opening night. Uh, I mean, I've never, dude. Sam Presti has is acquired Kelly Oubre. Uh, a lot, you know, in, in, in the Chris Paul trade, got picks. Then he was able to deal Kelly Oubre get picks. He took a, he took on Al Horford. Right now, Al Horford's his only large salary. So I mean, by by them having, I mean there there is a salary for you. you have to have a certain amount of, uh, of salary. Well, Al Horford helps do that because they got rid of everyone, everyone on that roster who has big money, and brought in um, only Al Horford. So uh, Al Horford's going to be the starting center. They dealt Stephen Adams. 
Um, this is a retool. Uh, no, this is a full-on rebuild. I love what they do. Um, Shy Gilgis Alexander could be the focal point of their their new roster. It puts him in prime position to get a top five pick in a star-studded uh, uh, lottery next year. Um, this is just everything about this. I love. I love everything about this. Um, Al Horford. I don't really like them taking on his money. But, dude, they just acquired so many picks that, that, that that's just like an afterthought. I don't even give two craps about about them bringing in Al Horford. Normally I would because his, his contract is awful and, and terrible. But they were able to get out of uh, Stephen Adams, who ended up getting an extension with New Orleans. Um, you know, Chris Paul, they, 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 they honored his wish to really, you know, leave, uh, send him to Phoenix, made a trade. Um, they turned picks into more picks and then picks into more picks. And, um, uh, you know, I mean, so they added George Hill, nice veteran point guard, maybe to help Shai Gildas Alexander. Ty Jerome, another young point guard who could eventually possibly be the backup. He might even be able to start if they decide to move uh, Gildas Alexander to the two. Um, Trevor Ariza, another valuable um, um, a player on a, a ending salary. This will be his last year. So they can deal him uh, again. T.J. Leaf, they took a flyer on T.J. Leaf, um, who, who's really not had a chance in, in um, Indiana. Um, obviously, I, I said Al Horford. Kendrick Williams they brought in. Um, they drafted Alexei Pokusevsky, who I think they have high hopes for to be like a Kristaps Porzingis type. Um, there's a lot of good that they did, a lot of good. I'm, I'm giving them an A-. minus. It's... Um, it's it's probably one of the most impressive stockpiling of draft picks I've ever seen. Um, this blows away the Sixers process. Um, if they can, if they are able to get some top five picks out of this, bring in um, some top five players in the next couple drafts, th- th- this will be even more of a home run. So I really like what they did. Uh, their future is going to be bright. So, okay. So the Portland Trailblazers get the only A plus of my off season. They brought in Robert Covington, Derek Jones Jr., Enos Cantor, Harry Giles. They re-signed Rodney Hood and Carmelo Anthony. Not only did they retool, they freaking they retooled. So they, um, I, I really love what they did. I really love what they did. So they just their depth is ridiculous right now. Um, so Robert Covington could start the three, could start the four. Um, Derek Jones Jr., I don't know if he's going to make the rotation, but he's added depth. Uh, Enos Cantor is probably your backup center. Uh, Hassan Whiteside is not going to be resigned. Um, Harry Giles, you took a flyer on Harry Giles. If he could become anything, he could help out at the four position, the five position. Um, you still got Zach Collins there. Um, you bring in Carmelo Anthony. So if you start Robert Covington, you have Carmelo Anthony coming off the bench. You can have Carmelo Anthony starting at the four. There's just so many things that they can do. They still have Anthony Simons, who, who uh, they have as a trade uh, possible trade uh, candidate. They have Gary Trent Jr., who they can trade. Uh, these are guys that, um, or they could just you know utilize them. But they're young guys who are going to want to you know a little bit more of a, um, a role on teams. So I, I love what Portland did. They, they they knocked us out of the park. Like I said, they re-signed Rodney Hood. Hopefully he comes back from the injury. Okay. They re-signed Carmelo Anthony. They could start Hood and Covington together with um, Nurkic and then the two uh, guards, uh, Lillard and McCollum, bring Jones Jr., Cantor, Giles, Anthony, 
It doesn't matter off the bench. There's a lot of things they could do. I really, really, really enjoy. Um, I really like what they did here. Like I said, my only A plus is going to the Portland Trailblazers. So we're gonna go with Utah. Utah just basically resigned their own dudes. I mean, I keep let me keep Utah short and simple. I gave them a C. They resigned Jordan Clarkson four years, fifty-two million. They brought back uh, Derek Favors after he went to New Orleans last year. Um, nothing really exciting about what Utah did. I'm giving them a, a, a C. That's pretty much about what uh, uh, what you can expect from them. It's just an average, just an average offseason. So let's head to the Golden State Warriors. So the Golden State Warriors are going to be without Clay Thompson, who who just, uh, tore his Achilles tendon. So he's good. He's done for uh, probably a minimum of a year. They were able to retool, though. They got Kelly Oubre and Kent Bazemore. So Kelly Oubre is probably going to stop, uh, step into the starting shooting guard position. Is he, is he Clay Thompson? No. But he could actually give you something, a little bit of Clay Thompson shooting. He's obviously not as good of a shooter as Clay Thompson, not a good defender as Clay Thompson. But at least um, at least he's better than what the other options were. You know, um, Kent Bazemore is going to probably be your first wing off the bench. Uh, probably can back up both Wiggins, can back up uh, – Kelly Oubre, who I'm assuming is going to start. Uh, they drafted James Wiseman. I would make James Wiseman my starting center. That's me. I don't know. The, the Warriors, you know, they still feel, they feel that they're a playoff team. Um, I gave them a B for their offseason. Uh, Clay Thompson's injury is going to hurt them tremendously. So let's, uh, let's go to the Clippers. So the Clippers acquired Luke Kennard in a three-way trade just before the draft that was official, like, after the draft. Uh, they sent Landry Shamet and ended up getting Luke Kennard from the Pistons. Um, they re-signed Marcus Morris for four years, $64 million. That's a lot of change for Marcus Morris. A lot of change. They did sign Serge Ibaka to be their starting center, or most likely their starting center. They did lose Shamet in that deal with Luke Kennard. They lost Montrez Harold. Obviously, he is bitter. Um, we'll talk about him in a minute as he went to the Lakers. So, um they might have helped their depth a little bit with the Canard signing, but Serge Ibaka, uh, actually, I guess Zubak would probably be your starting center. Serge will come off the bench. So, I mean, their depth's not bad. Uh, signing Marcus Morris to four years, $64 million is asinine. Um, so, so, I mean, Paul George and Kawhi Leonard can both leave after this year. Should they not win the title, I bet should they both leave. And if that's the case, now you're stuck with, with three more years of Marcus Morris being your, 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 your top guy. Okay, so I, I don't know. that. I would have signed him for a one-year, well, actually, a two-year, second-year um, team option. That's what I would have signed him for. I would never, ever in a million years sign him for four years. So not a good move by the Clippers. They are going to get, to get a C. <sighs> On to the champion Lakers. I love what they did. So they lost um, – Dwight Howard, who went to Philadelphia. They replaced him with Marcus Gasol and Montrezl Harrell. They dealt JaVale, JaVale, Green, Green, uh, JaVale McGee. So they got Casal and Harrell are now your, your, two, um, your, two, uh, your two centers. Uh, Wes Matthews is now going to take the place of Danny Green, pretty much in the starting lineup. So Danny Green, if you saw him in the playoffs, he, was, he lost a step. He, he, he could still shoot, although that one shot was awful. But he could still shoot, uh, but that's all he could do. I mean, his defense has gotten – his lateral movement has gotten slow. His running down the court has gotten slow. He just looks like an old man out there. Wes Matthews brings you more of um, 
a more a younger, not much younger, but a, a little bit more uh, fresher legs than Danny Green, if you will. Um, I fully imagine him and KCP in the starting lineup with LeBron running point on offense. So um, I really like it. They re-signed KCP. They re-signed Markeith Morris. So that tells me that they're probably um, they're probably going to play Harrell mostly as a center, which I'm fine with. Um, and you can bring him in, and he could do you know battle with stuff. Marcus Sol is going to probably be your starter, I would assume. Um, the, the loss of Rondo hurt, but they acquired Dennis Schroeder from from the Oklahoma City Thunder, and Dennis Schroeder is going to be able to come off the bench and be a 15 to 20 point scorer. Not a not a problem. So I really love that move for the Lakers. Wish that um, the season started right now because I'm anxious to watch them play. I'm anxious to see if they can, uh, you know, uh, help us. And, and let's get to Anthony Davis. He has not re-signed yet, but he will. Um, for one, for a couple reasons, no one has cap money anymore. So no one can sign him. Um, he's just basically taking a little sabbatical. And after Thanksgiving, I think you're going to see him sign. Um, probably a two plus one or a one plus one contract. So, um, yeah, so, uh, not worried about that. I've given them an A, um, cl- closing in on an A plus. I, I'm only giving one A plus. That's in Portland. So, there, um, another A coming in with the Phoenix Suns. They acquired Chris Paul. Then they signed Cameron Payne to be his backup with Langston Galloway as insurance. Their point guards, uh, is is stocked. They, they, they let uh, Akobo go. Rubio left, obviously, in the Chris Paul trade. They obviously had to include Kelly Oubre in the in the Chris Paul trade. Uh, that's fine. They added Etwan Moore as a uh, scoring wing off the bench. They had Jay Crowder, who could possibly start at the four, which um, which he did in Miami. That would be that would actually be really nice. Um, they drafted Jalen Smith. Um, Jalen Smith's going to be. Basically, your backup big, I guess. Uh, they dropped him with the number 10 pick. Um, obviously, he's insurance for Aiton. Um, I like that pick. They re-signed Dario Saric, who is probably going to come off the bench. They, 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 their depth is un- unbelievable right now, and, and I really like the, the, the Chris Paul pairing with, um, with Devin Booker. So, once again, Chris Paul has proven that he, he may not have won a championship, but, man, Wherever he goes, he makes his teams better. So I love that pick for the Phoenix Suns. Um, and and uh, they're going to be a uh, – I don't want to say a lock because the freaking West is just ridiculous. But they're going to be up there battling for a playoff spot. I really um, I really can't wait to uh, to see this division. It's going to be tough as crap. All right, let's go down to Sacramento. So Sacramento – okay, they're about to lose Bogdan Bogdanovich. At least that's what indications are, which is fine. You can't have thirty some million dollars on Bogdanovich and Buddy Heald. Buddy Heald supposedly is unhappy. If Bogdanovich is is gone, I'm going to give these guys a B. If Bogdanovich is gone, Buddy Heald that opens up the starting spot for Buddy Heald. I like the Tyrese Halliburton and Jamias Ramsey uh, draft picks. Um, I think that their insurance should Bogdanovich leave. Um, they lost Giles. Um, I mean, yeah, they did. They did okay. They did okay. Um, they didn't really add anyone, but I mean, losing Bogdanovich, you know, I almost want to think. I almost think it, it's a good thing because because they already got I don't know eighty some million locked up into uh, Buddy Heald, 
you can't be doing that um, with Bogdanovich and Heald. So this is um, this is one of them where I'm thinking they're just going to let him walk, and I, I, they're not going to get anything for him. It's it's okay. They still they just locked up Diane Fox for a long time. Um, I believe Halliburton could play alongside De'Aaron Fox if um, if they were to move Buddy Heald. So uh, this is kind of like a rebuild retool, you know, uh, a start. Not a, necessarily a start over, but um, I, I'm being a little bit more generous to Sacramento because um, I really like the f- way that De'Aaron Fox is, is coming along and, and, and I think that Buddy Heald needs to be out there shooting because there's one thing that, that that you need in this league, and that's shooting. So, well, anyways, uh, any questions, you can come uh, join me and, and follow me at Twitter at uh, Maximum Hoops NBA, uh, SportsBoys01 at Yahoo.com. That's B-O-Y-Z-01 at Yahoo.com. Um, I have got some feedback. I really, really enjoy it. I've become a part of some discussion boards. Um, I guess I'm old sometimes, and I, and I don't understand how the discussion boards work, but it's been a lot of fun. So um, I'm looking to expand um, and, and what, whatever I can do. So I hope you enjoyed this. I definitely want some feedback. So, all right, we'll have a good holiday, and, um, and uh, we'll talk to you again next week when I think I'm going to do position rotations for every team in the NBA. So. All right, have a good holiday, and we'll see you again and talk to you again next week.